I am learning how to have good days again. I'm teaching myself what it's like to be happy. I'm remembering the way it feels when a genuine smile crosses my face. The way it feels when a laugh bubbles up from deep within. The way those muscles move and contort. I am learning how to have good days again. May they come abundantly and full of love. I am learning how to have good days again. I am learning. Hi there, and welcome to the Honest Confidence Podcast. I'm Lena Ravellis, entrepreneur, IG junkie, and personal development coach. Every week, I'm coming to you with amazing guests, thoughts, and a whole hell of a lot of good vibes. I can't even express how freaking excited I am to have you here today, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey friends, welcome back. It's me, Lena, ya girl. And this week, I'm going to be talking about self-awareness. And this episode is kind of a piggyback off of last week's episode. So if you have not listened to that, I definitely recommend going and listening to that first and then coming back here. However, if you just really don't feel like doing that, (laughs) this episode does have a lot of good information standing alone from the previous episode. So like I said, we're going to be talking about self-awareness today. First things first, what does being self-aware mean? What is self-awareness? So in the simplest terms, self-awareness is when you're in tune with your own feelings, thoughts, biases, and motives. And I found an amazing quote by Jung Pueblo. I think that's how you say his name. I think it's a poem actually by him. So you get two poems today. It reads, they asked her, what is self-awareness? She answered, it is turning your attention inward to observe the movement of your feelings and thoughts. Self-awareness helps you see when your past is trying to impose itself on your present by noticing your patterns, projections, triggers, and reactions. It is honesty combined with inner presence. And my absolute favorite line out of that is the very last line that says it is honesty combined with inner presence because being self-aware, a a huge part of that is brutal honesty with yourself because you have to be able to admit to yourself the things that you don't necessarily love, the things that you want to change, the things that are problematic, that are hard to look at, the things that you just kind of want to lock in a chest and throw the key to the bottom of the freaking river and never open the chest again. You have to be so honest with yourself about things that can be so hard and honestly kind of triggering. And presence is also super freaking important because it is impossible to grow as a human. It is impossible to walk down the path of self-love. It is impossible to become self-aware if you are not present in your body, in your mind, and in the process. This is not something that you can do sitting back passively and watching it happen. You have to be so freaking present and active in your character development. 
So if you listened to last week's episode, you know that I talked about self-deprecation and identifying self-deprecating thoughts and how to turn those around. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I see you being a rebel in here listening to this one first. You can't fool me. Um, so like I said, in last week's episode, I talked about self-deprecation and identifying and rewiring those self-deprecating thoughts, but I wanted to dive a little bit deeper this week into how to analyze what's going on in those thoughts. So this is where the self-awareness comes in because when we're talking about these negative thoughts you need to have the self-awareness to be able to, one, identify that it is indeed a negative thought and that it does not belong in your brain. And two, you have to have the self-awareness to be able to pause and sit in that emotion and sit in that thought and analyze exactly where it came from and exactly why it popped into your head and why you think that. So... I'm going to give you guys a couple examples because examples are always good. Okay, so this is an example from my own self-deprecating thoughts. So a lot of the times my thoughts were just straight up, I hate myself. And that would pop into my brain quite often. And nine times out of ten, what I really meant by I hate myself was I dislike the thought that popped into my brain prior. So a lot of the time I'll just like randomly recall embarrassing memories and or things that I said that maybe I wish I didn't say or situations that made me uncomfortable or whatever. And they just come into my head randomly. Like I, I'm sure there's some sort of some subconscious trigger, but you know, my conscious brain is not paying attention. And then all of a sudden I'm like, bam, in the fifth grade, doing some weird shit that fifth graders do. And then now me at 22 is like, oh God, why did I do that? <laughs> um, but then my brain just is like, I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate myself. Why would I think that? I hate myself. And I don't really mean I hate myself. I mean, I hate one, that that embarrassing thing happened. I dislike the original situation. And I hate too that that embarrassing moment popped into my brain and that I am sitting here reliving that. That is what the I hate you or I hate myself really truly means. It doesn't mean that I hate myself. It means something a little bit deeper that my brain is just trying to cover up with a very vague blanket statement that does not serve me or my emotional development. And it took me a really, really long time to be able to pause in that I hate myself. And now what I mean onto the next thing of actually analyzing and evaluating is pausing in that emotion and pausing in that thought. So whenever, when I started trying to rewire my brain and change these thoughts and, you know, one of those would pop into my brain, no matter what I was doing, unless I was driving, if I was, you know, you gotta, you can't just slam on your brakes in the middle of the highway no matter, but 99% of the time, no matter what I was doing, I would physically stop moving. If I had anything in my hands, I would put it down. I would, if I was in a busy place, I'd probably go like to a bathroom or, you know, whatever. But usually I just did it right where I was standing. 
ground myself physically. I would make sure that I could feel the pressure of whatever it was I was touching. I could feel the pressure of the floor through my feet, my shoes, whatever. If I was leaning against the wall, I could feel the pressure of the wall against my body. I made sure that my physical body knew that it was in a good place and that it was safe. And the physical stopping of any other movement that I did made it so that I had to focus on what that thought was. And so I would physically stop moving. I would sit there and I would think, okay, this is the thought that just popped into my head. Using the prior example, I hate myself. Why did I think that? Why is why are those the words that I gave myself? And I would feel the feelings with it. I'm a very empathetic person. I don't know how other people feel their feelings along with their thoughts. But when I thought the I hate myself, I could feel the embarrassment of the whatever past situation that I was recalling that I didn't like. I was I obviously still had that memory in my head. So I knew that that's what the trigger was for the I hate myself. And after a while, the first couple times I was like, oh, I'm embarrassed. Like I didn't like that situation, whatever. But after a while of doing this, I was able to realize that the self-deprecating thoughts, the negative thoughts, the me telling myself that I, you know, whatever, wasn't good enough was actually coming from a feeling of discomfort in my body. I didn't like thinking, recalling those memories that were embarrassing. So that was my way of emotionally snapping my body out of it and snapping my brain out of it. Is something so harsh and abrupt that, oh my God, we're going from la-di-da, like in the eighth grade, I dyed chunky streaks of pink in my hair and everybody called me the Mad Hatter. Ha ha ha. That was super embarrassing. That sucked. Being a 13-year-old girl was the worst to, I hate myself. That I hate myself breaks you out of that, or at least for me, you know, this is my experience, broke me out of that bad memory and it made my brain do a 180. It wasn't a good 180, because I still wasn't having a good time up there. I I went from being embarrassed to hating myself. Those are not two good things to to have going on. So step one is being able to figure out when your thoughts are being self-deprecating and when your thoughts are not serving you. So step one is even identifying that I hate myself is not a good thought to be going through your head. Step one is identifying those thoughts and recognizing that they are not good for you. And once you're able to do that, even just hearing the thought, recognizing it, physically stop. You don't have to do any analysis if you're still getting comfortable with sitting in the fact that that thought is not good for you and that you're thinking it in the first place. Just pause for a minute, five seconds, say, okay, that thought does not serve me and move on with your day. You don't have to start with the analysis initially because I know it can be really overwhelming. But once you get comfortable with realizing which thoughts are not good for you, and then once you're able to identify which thoughts are not serving you, step two would be to start to, ooh, I just said two, way too much, two, two, two. Anyways, I wish I was wearing a tutu. Um, step, 
Step two would be you sit in the thought for a minute. You start to feel the emotion behind it. You start to think about what could have triggered it. And again, physically stopping movement for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, two minutes, short period of time, just stopping where you're at, grounding yourself and leaning into the negative feelings. Keep in mind that this can be an emotional thing to do. So if you really feel like it's going to make you vulnerable and you're in a physical location that you don't feel like it's safe for you to be vulnerable, obviously this isn't a good practice to be doing there or if you're at work or something like that. But if you are in an environment where you feel safe and comfortable being a little bit more vulnerable, then absolutely. For me at at this point when I every once in a while when I do still have these thoughts and if I'm in the grocery store, if I'm at work, I feel comfortable and safe doing this practice there, but I understand that that's not something that everybody feels okay doing. So just keep that in mind. And so once you've sat on the emotion, once you've really thought about what could have potentially triggered that thought, we can move on to step three, which is reminding yourself that you are not your thoughts and giving yourself grace. Oh my God, you guys, this process is fucking hard. It's emotional. It's a roller coaster. So making sure, especially when you're dealing with difficult emotions and things that are really uncomfortable for you, that you aren't beating yourself up over not progressing as fast as you wanted to or over having these thoughts or, you know, something like that in the first place reminding yourself that, again, you are not your thoughts and giving yourself so much love and compassion and grace around this. I mean, obviously, that's what we're doing, right? We're trying to give ourselves more love and grace and compassion. And this is the best place to start. And the last thing to keep in mind for this is that consistency is super freaking important. Okay, you will make progress if you're only doing this every once in a while, if you're only doing it once a month, once uh, every couple weeks, you'll still make progress, but it's going to be so slow. It's going to be slower than your grandma getting out of her recliner and walking to the kitchen to grab a glass of milk and back. It's going to take longer than that. So making sure that you are consistent in at the very least recognizing the thoughts is so important because you're going to make so much progress at such a faster rate and you're going to feel so much better. So like I said, obviously it's so hard. It's so freaking hard, especially when you're just starting. It feels like you're about to climb a mountain I don't know why climbing a mountain is always my chosen hard thing, but climbing mountains is hard, so I guess it makes sense. Stay consistent, you guys. It's so important. And before I sign off for the day, I just want to remind you guys that I made that super awesome playlist for you to listen to. It's all my favorite pump-up jams. I am 
Obsessed. That's literally all I have been listening to for like the last week and a half. And if you want access to that playlist, then all you have to do is text the word confidence to 31996. And that is also going to be in the show notes in case you forget or don't want to hear me say that number again. Joke's on you. I'm going to say it again. Text the word confidence to 31996 and I will send you a link to the playlist on Spotify. And also, if you have any suggestions for songs to go on the playlist, you can actually text me back. So if you text the 31996 number, uh, you text confidence to that number, then that is you subscribing to my texting service. And the super cool part that I'm obsessed with about this texting service is that you can text me. So if you have any song suggestions, and you've already subscribed, feel free to send them in to me. Send me any other questions you may have. Send me things that you want me to talk about in the podcast, things that you... just fun facts. I don't know. Anything. Send me, send me all the stuff. So with that, guys, I had so much fun talking about self-awareness today. I, as you can tell, am on one today. So... This has been fun. This has been a good time. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a great night.